everybody, you're listening to the Ride Life Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk all about mountain biking for the ladies, more specifically about your health, how to ride better and be stronger. I'm your host, Liz. I'm an active mountain biker and doctor of physical therapy. I'm also owner of the Ride Life. It's a small company providing online fitness for women mountain bikers. Let's get into today's episode. Now, before we get started, I want to let you know about our free Facebook group, Mountain Biking Ladies. It's where I do a live training each week, breaking things down you didn't know about mountain biking and your health. It's where you can ask questions to me personally, and I'll give you personalized feedback. So if that interests you, join the group, and let's dive into today's episode. All right, all right. I hope everybody's having a fantastic night tonight. I am here with Claire, and she is the executive director at Sacred Cycles. Claire, thanks for joining us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Sacred Cycle and what it's all about? Hi. Um, So Sacred Cycle is uh, based out of Carbondale, Colorado, in the mountains, the Rockies of Colorado. We were founded in 2013, incorporated in 2016, and our programming um, began uh, three years ago in 2017. So we are a nonprofit that empowers survivors of sexual assault and abuse through therapies um, of mountain biking. And these therapies create a sacred cycle of recovery, personal development, and community um, impact. That's awesome. I think it's very important. I think a lot of us, ladies especially, use mountain biking in our own lives for some of our mental health and mental therapy. It may not be exactly from being sexually assaulted, but I think we can all relate on how we use biking for that for physical health and mental health and why it's such a driving force and also as you say some of that community mm-hmm. now i understand that you're more the business side of life of it and that you're not a clinician you're not a therapist i'm just going to put that caveat out to everybody but we are going to be talking out a little bit more about how sacred cycle uses mountain biking for for the help and for mental mental grounding, I guess, a little bit. So so if you want to talk to me a little bit about why mountain biking and why is the community part so important within Sacred Cycle? Sure. So so to frame um, just the scenario before we even get on the bike, um, survivors of sexual assault typically disassociate with their body. And the reason they do that is they have been through an extreme trauma that in order to survive this horrific act, they check out. They emotionally, mentally check out because their body is, is they don't see a use for it. It's for someone else's pleasure. So in therapy, the goal is to bring them back into their body to be present so that they can actually process through these traumas. So when we get onto a bicycle, we actually need to be present. One, for safety, because you, you know, you know that, that what's what is the saying? Don't look at the tree, you hit the tree. So look at the road and you follow the road. <laughs> we, we need to be present and so present for safety. But what it does is riding a bicycle provides empowerment. So first of all, there's a sense of freedom and flow in wilderness. I don't know if you ever noticed there are not sharp corners in wilderness. It's all soft edges, which is actually neurologically relaxing for us. So getting on the bike, you begin to become empowered by getting little successes, getting to the top of the road, doing a drop, learning a turn, you you know, learning the mechanics of how to ride. And through that, you gain confidence and you gain an ability to um, be vulnerable. So they start to be vulnerable. And in that moment, 
the coach that is with them. So each of our clients, our clients are all survivors. Um, they are with a mountain bike coach that is also a therapist. And so when they come off the bike, they, you know, discuss what happened on the bike and it opens this sense of vulnerability where the coach can then say, okay, now we'd like you to take this empowerment and this confidence of what your body can do for you and enter into some therapies. So we then pass them through to additional modalities. It may be Reiki healing or equine horse therapy or art therapy or massage, yoga, and those tools, those psychotherapy, those tools are added to their toolbox. Sometimes within therapy, frequently within therapy, um, the survivor is triggered. Um, a trigger is a terminology that we use that brings the survivor, has a, they have a flashback or a memory of the incident itself and it upsets them. And so this toolbox is super important for them. It's an ability where they can reach in their toolbox and say, how do I balance myself physically, mentally, emotionally in an everyday life? Because little tiny things happen all the time. So when they come out of therapy, they then, we put them back on the bike and they get empowered again and they learn some more tools. So it's creating a loop that goes between the bike and the surrounding therapies to strengthen them and build their toolkit. And really it's up to them to heal themselves. We are the providers that give them the tools. That's awesome. I think there's a lot of us that can relate to that feeling of empowerment, that feeling of strength, of accomplishing something on the trail that helps us with our resiliency. Mm -hmm. That helps us with our, our own feeling of being empowered, that right. we can. And right using that force that external input into our bodies is so it's so great and so empowering <laughs> yeah it's, re it's really it's really validation of my body has a use and i can love it even the tough parts of it that i'm not you know so in love with at the moment and you know i can relate myself i am not a survivor and i joke this was my my third third first time being a mountain biker this summer about once a decade I, I get a mountain bike and I did it because I, I was turning 50 this year and I was feeling a lack of empowerment of what is my body doing for me I'm not as fast as I used to be I'm not as agile and I had been a, a runner I am a runner but it wasn't working so I said hey let's try the bike and you know what it was so fascinating to me I have those same validations empowerment struggles that I can overcome the need to have the woman or the man next to me that says you can and that cheers me on and that's that community you know we have you know it, we have the community of our coaches and our ambassadors and we do week, weekly rides to interact and support each other and there, you know the the no one's left behind all levels this is safe um, we also do skills clinics and we engage our clients with their community riders from beginning to advance so yes Community, um, community is a crucial part for us because these ladies are part of our community. That's awesome. I think that's a that's a huge aspect that within social media and through our lack of connection with others, mountain biking is definitely a way to feel more connected versus less connected with others. And and, and it's very important for us. We lead with safety. So these ladies are, are typically not on social media. It's an unknown place where you don't kind of know who's there. 
And so in anything that we do, we kind of stand on the periphery and go, is this a safe place for me to step into? Who's here? Who's listening? And so we start in small groups, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. And then you may meet the other, the other um, clients in your same year. And then we may introduce you to alumni and some ambassadors. So it's very intentional that the group grows slowly um, so that everyone you know, feels safe and confident and supported. Nice, that's awesome. I think that's, that's a really good, good call. And it's also something that I don't really think about as a whole within it of like how you introduce and the feeling of being safe within an environment but sure. probably after going through some of those things that they've been through that's a huge thought process for them that i just i don't even think about within it right well i mean just to go on a mountain bike ride who am i going are they going to wait for me what happens if i fall or am i going to be embarrassed or what are they saying about me there's a zillion conversations going on in our heads which is another thing of, of you need to be present and really get that feeling, you know, you get the endorphins, the flow, and granted, it can take time. You may have to session a few things <laughs> a few times to get to a point where you're like, oh, that was awesome. And, you know, we take in the different counties that the clients are at, we will take them on the same route so it's familiar. And, and then they begin to ride on their own or they ride with, you know, with their friends together where they can know that. And there, there's some pretty cool things. We, we have a, an old abandoned car in our Carbondale, on our Carbondale trail, and you can ride literally over the car. And so cool to be like, wow, by the end of the season, I went over the car. You know, so whatever it is for you to say, I know this trail, it's safe. I have my friends that I ride with, and at least I can be, I can rely on my client coordinator and my coach and my fellow friends and and we also have we have a lot of digital components where they have a daily email and there's a group phone call and they do a monthly breakfast so we sort of create the we create a safe space and introduce them to each other and then it's up to them to be vulnerable with each other and to rely on us when when they need help and when they might hit those triggers right that's awesome i i do i think Whenever I was talking about safety, it was in, in, it was like literal, but all of those other things definitely play a huge role. Like I think of the being able to not feel judged, that's, that is safety within it. Mm -hmm. I just didn't correlate those other things. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, I think it, I think of, um, so I'm, I'm here from Vail, Colorado on the mountains. We're clearly outdoor people here. And I know there's, there's, a, I think a stigma, or I don't really like it, the, the Jerry terms of the, or the gear shaming. It's like, I'm just so happy to be on the trail. I don't care what I'm wearing or what you're wearing or how fast we go. I want the company and I want the relationship. And that what, that's what sends me home or to bed going, Today was a good day. We won the day. And that's how we want the clients to come off going, no matter what you did, you showed up. And that's half the battle. Heck yeah. It's so <laughs> true. It's so true. Um, so speaking of like showing up and being present, how, you talked about it a little bit, but how does, how's the program or how did, how does Sacred Cycle build strength from within? Like what, what do they do to, make that empowerment kind of stick a little bit more mm -hmm. how do they make these how do you guys make your clients feel like they have more strength 
-hmm. Well, it, it is a compilation of those things that we just spoke of. So one, they have an advocate, which is um, there are there are multiple coaches. So there is their what we call a chair therapist, which is a psychotherapist who they go to multiple times a month. We then provide them with a client coordinator and the client coordinator is responsible for checking in with them on a regular basis to make sure that they've scheduled their appointments from a mountain bike ride with their coach to their psychotherapist to their yoga or equine therapy on a scheduling basis. We, they also make sure that they don't kind of disappear if they have a, a trigger in their life or life circumstances happen. We want to make sure you're okay and that you'll be coming back. So that's an advocate for them. They also have their mountain bike coach who is a clinician. So those are immediately three professionally trained individuals that are your advocate. Then we layer it and introduce the, um, your same class. So it's based on seasons and our program goes from May through October. Who else is in your program? And there are multiple times where they get together to, you know, in casual settings, in therapy settings and social settings so that they get to know each other. And then it's that, there's an un, they don't necessarily even need to speak to know that they have this inner connection have being, having been through these traumas um, similarly, that they understand the challenges. So it truly is a lifetime of neurological problems, physical problems, gynecological problems, financial problems. Those don't necessarily go away. It's how you manage them over different phases of your life. And so they use each other as resources to share, share their stories and help each other and raise each other up. So I think that, that it is an accumulation of that. And, and at, when they graduate at the end of the season, they're not left alone. Granted, it can at times feel like a Band-Aid has been ripped off because we really do encourage the digging in because we want you to heal and we will continue to be there. So we bring the alumni back into the fold the next year through mentoring a, a new client, through staying in touch over the winter. Sure, we'd love to provide year-round programming. We'll get there, we're not there yet. Um, but I think that's a co combination of all those tools. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not the clinician. So I think certainly what is, what is said in therapies is, is confidential. confidential. What I know is that I, you know, you can look at the stats and the stats are harrowing. It used to be one in four women in, a, in her lifetime would be sexually assaulted or abused. It has been raised to one in three. So look around your room and there's a couple in the room statistically. But to me, it's not about the statistics. I have heard the stories of our clients and our alumni and it's, it's heartbreaking. And I hope to never get used to it because those are the women that I want to reach, to find, to provide these tools. So I think, you know, again, that's our community of how can we, how can we address this and how can we um, support people in our community from near or far? I think that you said it the best, like that people, they reach to everyone that's around them, their advocates or the, the other ladies that have gone through it. I, there's a thing in business coaching that we talk about that everyone's an expert. They're just maybe just one step ahead of you. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, you can still learn from them. You can still grow from them. Like they're actually, since they just went through it, they might be some of the best people to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And right. And we, you know, we ask a lot of feedback um, from, from our clients to hear 
And we also ask from our community, and I think something that's important to say is that it's so vital for us to have men in our community. Everyone is a dad, an uncle, a brother. We, we need your support and we need you to you know, talk about this as well. Um, wherever you're coming from, I think the most important thing in outdoors, in trauma is to listen. And I know now I am a safe person to come to, so I hear stories. I want to hear your stories as hard as they are for you to share and me to hear. Um, it's, it's an honor for me and a responsibility for me to see how can we help and how, how can we grow and how can we reach you. That's so, awesome. it, it, you know, it's a, um, I myself am a conduit as I hear the stories and then my business brain starts going and how do we fold this into the, into the model and who, how do we make sure that it's continually safe? And so it's, we, we have a, a growing organization, uh, a, a system and, and lots of brainstorming going on currently. So in the winter months, we are building our programming and building our alliances and our sponsorships and our funding. And then we'll start in, uh, we'll start recruit, recruiting for new clients um, in, in the early couple months of the year and the programming will start in May. So. Awesome, perfect. So I think that, that program sounds awesome. It sounds like you guys have a ton of good support within it. And you just briefly mentioned about looking for other people that need it. Is there a way that, they, that if anybody's listening to this, that they can reach out to you? To Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. So, of course, we have a website, and it, it is thesacredcycle.org. So it's singular, no S on cycles, thesacredcycle.org. And there is a tab that says Get Involved. And there, if you would like to volunteer near or far, or if you are a service provider, do you offer some healing practices that we might utilize paying you? There's forms under that Get Involved tab. If you would like to inquire if you can be a potential client, there is an application on the website. And that, I'm going to just look at my, yes, it's under programming on the main nav, and it's called a program application. That is always, that's open right now, so you're more than welcome to submit it. Perfect. So, you know, and similarly, if you want to partner with the organization, we're, we're a sponge right now, and we are um, busting at the seams, and we need lots of help and lots of partnership. Um, so currently, we're in Colorado. And we are um, launching two counties in the spring with the goal of an additional counties to come in, in the year to follow. And all of this is based on um, reaching our fundraising goals. So awesome. getting after it right now. That's great. That's, there's so much need for this. And I think that a lot of ladies that are listening will can also relate a whole lot to the fact of how mountain biking and the mountain biking community within this model that you're using can play a huge role in their mental health. And so it can play a role in somebody's time, a much more traumatic event. Yeah. We, we really talk about the, um, I don't like the term giving back. I think I'm giving like my, I have always felt that one of my values is to be involved in my community and, and to give because it raises me up. You know, the, the saying we rise by, by lifting others. So, as we give back and we give our uh, time, talent, or treasure, as they say in the fundraising world, um, it, it raises you up and it makes you feel better and it gives you a purpose to your day. And I think, you know, to really, one of the reasons, so I'm now two months in as being executive director and I began with the organization 18 months ago. 
and I happened to be, uh, I saw a Facebook event that said something was happening and kind of all my quote solid friends were going. I'm like, what is, what is this event? And I, it was a Sacred Cycle Barn Buster event. And granted, I was, um, I was looking for a new organization to be involved with. And I, I do have a history, a, a thread of um, youth empowerment, girl empowerment, and adult professional women. So I went and was like, oh, this is it. This is for me. And who knew 18 months later that this is what would transpire? I became a volunteer. I just raised my hand and said, I'd like to help. How can I help? And I became a volunteer and then a board member. So I think, you know, it's really just a, I don't know where it's going to go, but raise your hand and, and get involved. And it, I find it so rewarding as well as being drawn into, you know, for me, it's about, I feel pulled into the future. I wake up every day going, what am I going to accomplish today? And is it going to get me a step closer to helping um, and to providing more tools and I don't know. I don't know if, if you and your viewership are fans of Oprah. I'm a big fan of Oprah and um, holistic oriented. And if you're aware, so she loved children and she did not have any children of, of her own, similar to myself. And she, I believe she was 60 when she founded her school for girls in Africa. And she calls those her girls. And there are hundreds of them. And it's similar to how I feel. I feel drawn to help the girls and the women to heal themselves and to provide them. And so this is, has nothing to do with me. It, it, I'm utilizing, you know, my skill set to help, to help others. And, and through mountain biking, you know, yeah, add the mountain bike and add the outdoors. And it's like, wow, this is amazing. How did this happen? Um, so we would love, we would love more help and love conversations. And we have a pretty awesome board of six. We're all volunteers. Um, and yeah, so send questions our way and say hello. That's awesome. I love it. Well, thank you everybody for joining in and listening. I hope that you guys have a wonderful day and go, go get it and go seek it. And what would you, what did you say? How did you say it that you wanted, you wake up every morning and look to do what? <laughs> um, how can I help today? Yeah, I love it. So how can you help today? Check out Sacred Cycle and hope you guys enjoy. Well, that wraps up another episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe and also check out the Mountain Biking Ladies Facebook group. Hope you have a wonderful day.